you are a film watcher, and so am I. I watch a lot of films, you do not. I am a reflection of what you could be. You are a reflection of what I should be. I want you to know one thing only. The following podcast contains spoilers for On the Silver Globe. You have been warned. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of KFR News Radio. This is your host, Glenjamin Button, along with your host, Miguel Megusto. Yes, we are back. We are. And now you're back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. From outer space. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How you doing? I'm, I'm not bad. A little sleepy. This uh, <laughs> game came out called uh, Elder, Elden Ring, which is absolutely whooping my ass, but I'm having fun with it. Other than that, uh, just having, having a ball with life, you know, dancing oh, around great. with a big old dress. <laughs> Excuse me. Do you have, uh, to, be back by, do you have to be back by midnight? Uh, well, at this at this point, life's life's a drag, so I don't yeah. even care at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I am fine. Uh, my brain hurts uh, mm. from a particular movie. We'll get into in a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I'm pretty good. Tired. You know, the Stonies wore me out. Great yes. ceremony. Great ceremony. Great ceremony. Not- lots of lots of impressive wins there. They've really outdone themselves. They really did outdo themselves, but if they don't fix that tie situation, I'm going to be I very I don't think upset. they ever will. I just, I it's just we'll f- the most upsetting thing. We'll figure, we'll figure that out. But uh, yeah, what movies have you seen recently, Glenn? Ah, yes. The old movie trope of me not knowing what I watched, but yes. the trope is this. Uh, other than the, the ones we also talked about uh, for the Stonies themselves, mm-hmm. uh, let's just start fresh. Let's start a clean slate. You and I watched a movie right after we did The Stonies. Yes. And that was uh, called Black Dynamite, which was fucking hilarious. Yes, uh, it is. I, I'm honestly shocked you had never seen it before. It, it had always been on the watch list. Uh, I've obviously told you this in person. Uh, yeah. It's been on the watch list for a long time, but always I always thought it was one of those black exploitation movies. Uh, so I never just, you know, watched it. Yeah, you thought it was of, actually from the 60s or 70s. Yeah, like I looked I looked, and I thought it was from the 60s or 70s. I was like, man, that would be yeah. great if it was Michael Jai White. And you're like, that is. I'm like, and that holy shit. That is Michael shit. Jai White. <laughs> yeah, that, so that, that was, that was, that was really funny. funny. Yeah. Um, that hilarious movie. Um, would watch 10 out of 10 again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I watched uh, Uncharted with you. And Ooh. we did a whole review for that. We and did. And then, of course, uh, again, we did another one. Uh, for Studio 666, which, again, it's all over the YouTubes. But uh, after that, I didn't watch any other movies, but I did watch Peacemaker, which you have been uh, kind of getting on my case to watch for a long time because I'll let you explain why. Well, yeah, I mean, like, if anyone knows me, I'm not big into TV shows. Mm-hmm. So if I say a TV show is good and worth your time, it's probably good and worth your time. Like, yep. I'm not someone that's going to be like, oh, yeah, I, I watched five series of a, a TV show. It was OK. Like I'm either love it or I'm not finishing it. There's mm-hmm. no in between for me. Uh, so, yeah, when I watched Peacemaker and I'm not also not big into superheroes. So yep. it's, it's a double whammy for me. I was just like, you got to watch it, Glenn. It's easily nice. John Cena's best performance. As you said, not yep. much competition there, but he does really good in it. Yeah, yeah he did. Uh, the whole whole show is fucking hilarious yeah uh they didn't hold back on uh you know 
just censoring themselves, which is usually always great. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was just a really funny show. It's great to see John Cena actually doing something and showing his range uh, because he he showed as much as he could in this show, and it was yeah. it was great. Um, For sure. So glad, glad baby boy, invisible man, got it. And uh, hope to see more, honestly. Yeah, if only we could see him, though. That's, yeah, that's I just, the problem. I just wish I wasn't so blind to his sight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but after that, I don't, there's nothing other than that that I really watched besides our movie, which we shall talk about after you say we yours. Sh- we shall. Well, I watched a total of 21 movies uh, <laughs> in, in the time since we last spoke, which uh, mm-hmm. has been about 21 days. So that's uh, pretty on par for me. Uh, the first one, I'm going to try to go through these as fast as possible. Probably not going to talk about many of them very long. Uh, first one called Ombre. It's a Paul Newman movie. Uh, watch for a thousand one movies you must watch before you die. Very good. Can't recommend it enough. Uh, then I watched Snow White and the Seven Doors. Rewatch. Rewatch Snow White and the Seven Doors. Uh, it's Snow White and the Seven Doors. I never really cared yep. for it. You either love it or you don't like it, and I don't like it. Uh, that's just me, though. Then I watched Jackass Forever because there was nothing else out, and I wanted to go see a movie, and there was a lot of dicks in there, way more dicks than I remember there being in any other Jackass movie. I <laughs> uh, don't know if that is just me forgetting all the dicks, but uh, yeah, I would like to unsee some of those things, uh, but I can't. Uh, then we saw Marry Me. I'm surprised you forgot that one. That is on the YouTubes. We got a YouTube uh, review for that for Marry Me. Uh, mm-hmm. Then I rewatched Seven, or Seven N. Uh, the David Fincher, Brad Pitt movie, What's in the Box, that whole thing. That's also for the 1001 movies you must see before you die. That episode is going to be coming out. Uh, all the movies I'm going to mention today for that are, that episode is March 28th is when that comes out. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, rewatch that. Then I rewatched Coda because the Oscar nominations came out, and I'm trying to get my wife caught up with watching the movies. Uh, yep. So we watched Coda. Great movie. Uh, possibly, actually, no, the Stonies are out now, so I can't say it. The Stony Award winner, Coda. Uh, then I watched <laughs> for the 1001 movies you must watch before you die. Uh, Robert Redford's directorial debut called Ordinary People, a uh, really good movie. Uh, essentially, it's about a uh, family where the son uh, is uh, suffering from severe depression, uh, had already tried to commit suicide, and uh, it's kind of like Goodwill Hunting in a way, minus the whole genius aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where it's mostly a guy talking about therapy and his family dealing with therapy and everything. Um, I know that's not exactly what Goodwill Hunting is about, but it gave me Goodwill yeah. Hunting vibes, in, including the "it's not your fault" scenario. Um, yeah, good movie. Then I watched Haunted Honeymoon, a Gene Wilder film uh, um, from 1986. He also directed it. Eh, it's okay. I, I was a little disappointed in it, but okay. it is what it is. Uh, then for Thousand One Movies You Must Watch Before You Die, I watched a Chinese movie called A Touch of Sin which is an anthology movie. It's like four little short films that kind of have a running theme all Mm. jammed together. Starts off really good and then just kind of goes downhill from there. Um, Okay. But like the first first, uh, short is really good. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's good regardless. So I would suggest it that I rewatched the 1951 version of the day the earth stood still great sci-fi movie, uh, great classic movie suggest that then watch the death of the Nile, which is the sequel and also remake, uh, of murder on the Orient express. Uh, and that's sequel. Um, yeah, Kevin, uh, Kenneth Branagh, uh, uh, directed it, started it way better than murder on the Orient express. I really enjoyed it. Uh, if you can Good. get past, if you can get past the army hammer situation, because I, um, I fell asleep during the uh, death or death. I thought you finished Orient. it though. Yeah, uh, probably no? not. 
<laughs> I mean, you didn't miss much. This one is actually like really good and, and uh, interesting. Uh, but yeah, if, if you like mysteries, uh, suggest that. Just try to look past uh, Army Hammer because he is not the only one that worked on it. And I wish people mm. realized that more. Yeah. Um, then I rewatched Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf for the thousand one movies you must watch before you die or must see before you die. Uh, I never really cared for it. Uh, it's I, I don't like movies where the entire thing is just people arguing uh, yeah. unless it's done in a funny way. Like it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Um, but this is a drama and is well acted. Like I have no problem with anything in the movie mm-hmm. except the characters. I hate the characters. And because of that, I don't like the movie. And, you know, it's it's not a bad movie. I just don't like it. <laughs> Sometimes that do happen. Sometimes that do happen. Uh, then I watched Uncharted. Uh, we watched it together, and you see our review for that. Then I rewatched yep. Black Dynamite, uh, which was made in 2009, ni- not 1975, <laughs> uh, and does indeed star Michael Jai White. Thank then, goodness. Then I rewatched The Mitchells versus the Machines uh, because Caitlin wanted to watch it. Is that uh, award winning? That the is Mitchells a Sony award winning animated film, The Mitchells versus the Machines. Uh, then I watched On the Silver Globe. We'll get to in just a minute. Then I watched Studio Six Six Six. Uh, also have a review for that on YouTube that mm-hmm. I rewatched King Richard, the movie about Venus and Serena Williams father, uh, played by Will Smith, uh, weakest of the best picture bunch doesn't really deserve to be in the best picture, but there but is no Will Smith. not only that, but there's also not really a, uh, a good representation for black people in like any other movie that's nominated. So I, I get yeah. why they did it, but yeah, it's, it's a fine movie. Just it's the weakest of the best pictures. Uh, then I re I rewatched Belfast, uh, which is a great movie. We have a 60 second review of that on YouTube channel. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. then I watched the cursed last night, uh, which is a horror movie about werewolves and, uh, great atmosphere, great concept, great performances, but the writing and the editing is choppy and sloppy, so it kind of makes it it brings it down a lot. Uh, but it's it's a interesting film. I, I would suggest it if you're a horror film, but it's it's nothing that I'm probably gonna remember for years to come. Yeah. And then I watched a uh, a movie today, which is uh, Waiting for the Barbarians, uh, starring Johnny Depp, uh, Mark Rylance, uh, Robert Pattinson. It is directed oh. by the director of embrace of the serpent which we talked about on this podcast before mm-hmm. uh and on letterboxd it only has a 2.9 star rating uh my guess is because the movie is kind of a slow burn which yeah. i get but i really enjoyed it way more than i thought i would uh but uh, i love that director i believe his name is pronounced ciro guerra he has a, he has another great film called birds of passage which is fantastic uh, so, yeah, he's one of my my uh, favorite non-English-speaking uh, directors. I mean, he probably speaks English, but it's not his first language Yeah, uh, is what I'm getting at. Uh, but Waiting for the bar- <laughs> Barbarians, I enjoyed it. I don't get why, other than it being slow, why people don't like it, which, uh, you know, if a movie's slow but good, who cares? Yeah, who cares? But that's all I watched. I apologize to everyone that I watched so much. It's just who I am. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's okay. We took a little breaky okay. break. Yes. Well, so, you didn't. You you worked your ass off. I, I did. I, I uh, a little bit. But uh, let's get into, and hopefully our brains can handle talking about this mm-hmm. on the Silver Globe.
astronauts land on an inhabitable planet and form a society. Many years later, a single astronaut is sent to the planet and becomes a messiah. It is directed by Andrzej Zulowski, written by Andrzej Zulowski, uh, and based on the book by Jerzy, or Jerzy Zulowski, I don't know how that's pronounced. It is starring Andrzej Sirorin, Jerzy Trella, uh, Grazinia Dialog, or Dialag, and Valdemar Kownaki, or Kownaki, uh, and a bunch of other Polish names, which I will not try to pronounce because shame on me. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> the main reason I picked this is because it has a very interesting history. Uh, and that is uh, when about 80% of the film was shot, it was shut down by the Polish government because uh, they deemed that it was a, uh, you know, a criticism of the Polish government. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's something that happens in Poland, which is a shame. Um, yeah. But I thought that was very interesting. And the the images that uh, the, the imagery that I, are on the trailer and everything, it's got a lot of really cool imagery. I knew it was going to kind of be out there just because of the concept and, and everything. And it it, uh, it it exceeded my weirdness expectations. Yes. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, for the most part, I liked it. Following <laughs> what was going on hurt my brain, though. Yeah, I was going to say, I'll start off by saying right from the get-go that following it was pretty tough. Yeah. Um, if it were in English, <clears throat> maybe not as much, but like the the reading of the subtitles and, and also following the action, just, yeah. it happened so fast, everything one thing after the other. That's like, what, what, what? Okay. Because it follows... Uh, basically three major characters throughout yeah uh there's basically each each act has those three well i won't say that it has all three of the characters but it ha- yeah. each one is their own character basically first act is like uh the one <clears throat> the one astronaut who ends up becoming an old man um i'm pretty sure like i said it's hard to follow so i don't even know if it was the same guy now yeah um then the well, second it starts act, off in present day and then goes back to when they first yeah. landed. So, th- very, very, wait, th- hold on, mind blown, what? <laughs> so, it starts with that guy coming in on the horse and then going to uh, those two astronauts in the abandoned building, remember? Mm-hmm. That is, like, what would be, it, it, that's like the beginning of the third act, and then it goes back to when the their ancestors first landed. Um, so I mean, obviously, that's clearly one thing that's easy to miss if you're not if if you, like you miss it, you're not ever gonna get caught up again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but it, it's it's just something that's you're gonna like nitpick. Uh, like some people are gonna get something, some people are gonna get other things. But. Uh, so yeah, I mean, the only like the first five minutes are are the beginning of the third act, and then it goes to the first act. But other than that, you are correct 
where yeah. like it focuses on on the first people, then second people, third people, etc. Mm-hmm. With with the the first set of people, you like you barely have enough time to really like adapt to them because mm-hmm. it kind of moves on to the second part pretty pretty quick at least. Um, especially because the, the second part was like a huge part of the movie too. Uh, yeah, where, that's that's was the that, biggest part. The one guy who's I watched this a week ago, so I don't remember his name sadly. Uh, was it Jarek or Jekik? Uh, it was either that or Peter. One of them might have been or Peter, Mark. But he was very, uh, he's very expressive acting, very theatrical. I'll say yeah. this whole movie was pretty theatrical. I would agree. Um, yeah, but like that. Whichever actor I'm, I'm thinking of um, was very expressive in how he acted, and he, like, killed it Merrick is the that. guy, by the way. Merrick. Bada the, bing. Yeah, he's the guy that kind of becomes the messiah, and, and that's, uh, yeah, it's Merrick. Yeah, that's definitely the guy. Just get rid yeah. of the mustache, that's the man. Yep. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he was, he was great and very expressive and just definitely uh, sold, you know, me watching the movie and just like trying to figure out what the fuck was going on i was like this mm-hmm. guy's awesome no matter what my mind is a straying to right now mm-hmm. um but it's, it's so hard to talk about because like i don't know what where do i even begin for the most part other than talking about those three characters yeah i mean i think it's an interesting uh examination of no matter how advanced humanity is mm-hmm it's also kind of bleak where like no matter how advanced humanity is they're always destined to just become slaves for lack of a better word to religion and belief and one leader Mm -hmm. uh which i think is why polish government had such a had such a problem with it i don't know enough about polish politics to know but like the idea that like humans are too stupid to think for their own so they need a leader uh Mm -hmm. could be a condemnation of any government really uh, but not every government has the power to shut down a, a film just because of slight criticisms. Yeah. Um, so it's 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 very. I wouldn't say it's like unique in that way because that's something people have been exploring for millennia for a very yeah. long time. Where just people are just always destined. Definitely to, the way they went about it. Yeah, easily to unique. be to be like if you're not educated or anything, you're easily to be misled or led astray or whatever by mm-hmm. a single person, uh, become a cult kind of in a way. And also, uh, no matter how advanced you are, it's very easy to just fall back into barbarianism in a way, with like the nature versus nurture aspect of mm-hmm. uh, it. Like you can have all these fancy tools, but if you don't have people there to teach you how to use them will you actually be a evolved people or will you just kind of become nomadic again? Well, they're not really nomads because they stay on the beach the entire time, but yeah. we're like, you know, they're living in, in huts and tents and everything and, 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 uh, very tribal in a way. And, yes. and, um, a tribal in like a caveman sets, not so much the, uh, you know, native cultures or anything, just to be very clear. Uh, cause those are very, um, developed tribes, but these ones were not. <laughs> uh, they were essentially eating each other and or having orgies in caves and everything. And mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it is very weird to talk about. It's very like it's like if Terrence Malick directed a David Lynch film, 
where it's got the wandering camera and then the plot that is just very dreamlike or nightmare-like yeah. and just kind of all over the place and, and leaving you to kind of figure it out on your own, which I appreciate, but at the same time, my mm-hmm. dumb brain's just like, can you, can I just yeah, get like a footnote or something? It's... <laughs> was very very creative uh the set design the costume design all of it was super well done yeah um but it's just it's so it was so hard to follow at least you know again my dumb stupid brain too Mm -hmm. um it was just so hard to follow and just besides that i mean i was having fun with this movie i was enjoying it i was like finding myself interested in different things on what's going on um yeah, but you know, being you know dumbfounded about what's going on, that I had no idea what the fuck was going. on. It's captivating for sure. Yeah, like, it's not a movie that you need to know what's going on to stay mm-hmm. interested in it. And for um, the most part, once you finish the film, you you do get the overall sense of what is going on. Yeah, it's not like you're just sitting there like, well, I'm dumbfounded and have no idea what just happened. <laughs> yeah, there are a few parts that's just like, where did that hat come from? Like the 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 1950s American car just driving yeah. down the hill like it, there's there's a few things like that where it's just like what what are you trying to get at but then again it's like how much of that is the actual film and then how much of that is just them not being able to film it because they were stopped by the government like yeah you know people complain about remakes all the time i feel like this really warrants a remake this without being interrupted does. by a political entity at all mm-hmm. um because it's got great set pieces it's just beautifully crafted uh, from the costumes to the the uh, the imagery, uh, the the makeup and everything, how how the tribes form, how you know there there's this silver tone over everything, hence you know the name, mm-hmm. and it's it's just such an intriguing looking film. It just it just kind of grabs you in that sense, yeah. Uh, and also just how bonkers is it it is too it's just <laughs> very bonkers you're just like what the hell is going on <laughs> yeah uh, it, but it definitely needs a remake yeah or just to be finished even period yeah i um, mean it's definitely not uh zulovsky's fault that it is it is yeah. as uh i don't want to say incoherent because it is coherent it's just because there is 20 percent of it missing you're just like yeah you're you're definitely missing pieces even with his voiceover describing yeah. what would happen Mm-hmm. Or, uh, where they is, don't have that that twenty percent, they just kind of do yeah. vocal dialogue in like the modern city and just talk about what's going to happen I, during I think the this, scene or what yeah, was supposed I, to happen. I think this is a great example. Uh, a lot of people still don't know this or understand this about like films aren't filmed chronologically. Mm-hmm. Like there's still a surprising amount of people that think they just start from the beginning and then end with the end. Yeah, um, not so much. It, as, it used as, like, to be it, that way, <laughs> uh, depending on the film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, it, um, it, it, there's obviously not as many people believe that mm-hmm. as they did like twenty, thirty, forty years ago. Yeah. But there's still way too many people who are just like, you know, I, me. I'm constantly thinking about how in uh, Seven, uh, Brad Pitt breaks his arm, and then uh, the like he broke his arm. The actor Brad Pitt broke his arm. Mm-hmm. And then they just shoehorned it into the uh, the plot, and I'm sitting here thinking, did they just like conveniently not have any of that other part filmed? <laughs> and yeah. it's just, it's. I wish I was able to just be like, oh yeah, they just film it chronologically. <laughs> just, That's uh... not the case. Um, but I think more than it, like it's just it's 
just fun to look at. It's a great looking film. It's definitely very fun to look at. Mm-hmm. Uh, even the orgy parts, very, very, uh, very out there, super wild. Still blurred for some reason. I was, thought that was, was just a YouTube. That, yeah, that was that was. I was not ready for that. I'm yeah. like, I'm about to see some. Just, well, only you know, the very full frontal the, going on. Yeah. Um, uh, that sounded super weird for me. <laughs> <laughs> there were like some aspects of it I didn't like, like the first act with the uh, the astronauts when they first land. I didn't like how a lot of it was from like a video log perspective, yeah. like body cam footage. That part was kind of annoying. Um, in in the seventies when they first started making this, that was probably like groundbreaking. But nowadays, when everything's filmed like that, it's just like ugh. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like it. I, I wish it was filmed from uh, icky. I don't like that. That's I gross. I don't like that. Uh, but it, <laughs> I did appreciate, you know, all space travel movies are very like, yay, humans go, blah, blah, blah. You know, we're, mm-hmm. we're so great. We can land and create things. And then they face adversity, which is just like a monster. But then they overcome the adversity or they go back home having learned something. Uh, but this is the complete opposite. It's a very bleak view of space travel where like, you know, you try to make a civilization on another planet, it will mm-hmm. go horribly wrong. And, and which is honestly, in my opinion, probably what would happen uh, anywhere further than Mars. I think Mars is close enough where like the communications could still happen. But like if it's far enough away where there would be no communication with Earth without a re- re- uh, unreasonable delay, uh, mm-hmm. it. it you know, just being shut off from the rest of the humanity. I, I do think it would go as south as this did. Um, yeah, it would. They would definitely uh, dive deep. Yeah, that direction. There is one line uh, I believe uh, Merrick said it, where he's just like, oh, "On Earth, there is no killing." Like, what? How far in the future? Is oh it? yeah. That there is no killing on Earth anymore. Just a little minority report. And if Everybody that were gets the case, before. <laughs> yeah. If that were the case, why'd you leave? <laughs> yeah. It's because he wanted to be a messiah. Yeah. It, it is a. Uh, it's a very theatrical film, which mm-hmm. in a way kind of made it more interesting to watch because it's it's not people acting like they you you normally see. It's very uh, mm-hmm. physical. Yeah, they're um, super expressive. Super expressive, and I, I, it really did make it more captivating. Um, but I just, I really wish it was finished. And I, I, no, it's no one's fault but the Polish government. So fuck the Polish government. Damn in, them! In the 1970s, I'm sure they're great now. Other than yeah. the whole abortion thing, man, I'm gonna get us banned in so many countries. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I enjoy this for the most part. It is my brain still hurt a few days after watching it. Um, yeah, but it is uh, it's fascinating. Just mm-hmm. the, the the making of it's fascinating. The film itself is fa- fascinating. The perseverance of Andrzej Zulowski to even get it released is is fascinating. But it is very hard to talk about. And I don't think I have anything much more to say. I, th- I think pretty, pretty much the same. Yeah. So I guess we should get to the judgment as always to be on the KFR shelf. It has to be a unanimous decision whether or not it'll, whether or not. It goes on the shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden. Always a few week breaks. I always stumble over that for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that, uh, that because I picked it, I get to go first. See, I'm stumbling over it some more. There you go. Um, if it weren't for the, the behind the scenes uh, story about it, I might be a little more on the fence of whether or not it goes on the shelf. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoyed it 
but the behind the scenes story for uh, my it by itself is enough to put it on the shelf for me. I think it's, you know, the the idea that it was almost a casualty of censorship and is still kind of struggling to get the final product. Uh, what is that like 50 years later or something like that? Oh, yeah. Uh, is is very fascinating. So I think for that it goes on the shelf. But it's also a a good movie. It's bonkers and hard to pay attention to at at times. But it is yeah, or not hard to pay attention to. Hard to follow. Uh, but it is it is a good movie regardless. But it definitely goes on the shelf just for the behind the scenes alone. Okay. Uh, what about uh, you? Well, uh, I would say it also goes on the shelf. Oh, you little bitch! Uh, I just over <laughs> here bitching. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's 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 super. It it can be overwhelming on trying to follow up with it, especially all the. It's like almost three hours long, so it's a lot of reading, a lot of trying to pay attention. Uh, and they while, talk fast too. So and it's they like, talk very fast because yeah. they are theatrical. They are, they are they do speak loud, but that doesn't help us when we can't hear what they're speaking very loudly. Yeah. Um, we, so we have to read very loudly. <laughs> um, um, it, I mean, but other than that, it's it's so good to look at. It was it was fun to once you were like paying attention at least to the parts you could understand. Like it, it was great to be in those moments, um, and like you said, it was very fun to watch, fun to look at, uh, especially looking at it. The costume and set designs were phenomenal, and I think that on its own kind of warrants it because if it if it never does get a remake. Just watching this movie and trying to picture what it would look like if it was made today mm-hmm. would be absolutely... It, it was bonkers now. Bonkers awesome. But imagine how fucking bonkers amazing it would be oh, yeah. to look at it in today's you know modern technology. Absolutely. It would be crazy. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd honestly, I'd say yeah, absolutely put yeah. that thing on. Yeah, honestly, I can't speak highly enough about like the the wardrobe and the set pieces. Like that, that is a huge, especially the horse of rider thing. right in the beginning. As soon as like the oh, first yeah. his, two minutes, his his look is so cool. Like mm-hmm. I'm not big into cosplay, but if I were a cosplayer and, and we'd go to conventions, dude. I'd I'd go as that dude, and everyone would be like, "Who the hell are you?" And be who like, "Who the hell you uncultured swine." so on the silver globe goes onto the kfr shelf with the likes of apostle and handmaiden that brings us to next week's assignment i picked this week Mm -hmm. so it's not my turn to go again it is not your turn i believe it's glenn's turn is is it my turn i think it is glenn what movie do you have for us to watch next week diggity damn it's my turn we're Mm -hmm. uh, we we went a little bit sci-fi there that time yeah, a little, little bit. bit of a, the dramatic arts, shall Funnily I say? Funnily enough, sci-fi is not on the, the top three uh, on IMDb on the top three genres. It's adventure, drama, fantasy, which is interesting. very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're going to go a completely different route. Uh, we're going to go a nice little rom-com uh, this time. You this been, a movie you've that been I've, on a rom-com kick lately. I have, mainly because I'm trying to get a lot of them out of my, my face. That's um, fair. That's very fair. <laughs> <laughs> but I, also, this has been one I've been wanting to watch for a while because it's one of those, uh, what, would, what would you call it, the Brat Pack, you know, little bundle, I guess. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, um, made by John Hughes. Yeah. Yeah. Brat so it will, be, it will be on Hulu. Mm. Uh, this one is going to be 16 Candles. Ooh. Ooh. So, I mean, what's the story? I mean, you got a guy or? Yes, three big ones and they less went blood. Her name is Samantha Baker. And today is her 16th birthday. Fred, she's gotten her boobies. Oh, I'd better go get my magnifying glass. They forgot my birthday. Classic. This is the single worst day of my entire life. Universal Pictures presents... 
Score a direct hit. Sixteen candles. You say it's your birthday. It's my mother too. The story of a girl who's stuck with a guy who's driving her crazy. Nice manners, babe. And stuck on a guy she's crazy about. Who's Jake? Jake Ryan. Jake's my boy. Jake is a senior, and he's beautiful and perfect. He doesn't even know you exist. A girl's sweet 16th birthday becomes anything but special as she suffers from every embarrassment possible. Uh, this had been on the agenda for a little bit, uh, finally getting around to it. Um, I watched a couple of John Hughes movies here and there. Uh, I know this one has been just, you know, sitting there waiting, you know, Ferris Bueller's. Uh, and what was what is the Brad Pack movie that I can't believe I'm losing my mind for right now? Ferris Bueller's Day Off? That's not no, Brad Pack. That's not Brad Pack. Breakfast Club? Breakfast Club. That one I had watched. Uh, I had actually watched it recently again. Uh, but this this one I had always been there, lingering, waiting for me to watch it, and I never watched it. Um, of course, it, it has uh, Molly Ringwald, uh, Anthony Michael Hall, Justin Henry, Michael Schofling, question mark? Uh, I, yeah, probably. I did see John Cusack in there as well. A whole bunch of other people. Um, so yeah, this silly little rom-com that, uh, that we are going to watch. And that's on Hulu, you said? That is on Hulu. Interesting. Yeah, I haven't seen this either, uh, mainly because I don't like rom-coms too much. That's... Oh yeah, I, I made I made sure to pick. I'm, I made a whole list, and I think I actually told <sighs> How you. How many this. of those are rom coms? <laughs> uh, well, too many, shall I say? Too many. Oh god. No, it's okay. actually not that bad. Yeah. Um, I'd have to look at the list again, but it's it's there's a whole range of you know different movies that we can watch that neither of us have watched. Yeah. Because it's very hard to find anything that you haven't seen. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I went through one day while I was, you know, just playing a game, and I was like, I gotta find a bunch of movies that this man hasn't watched on the streaming <laughs> platforms. So I went and did that, and here we are with 16 Candles. 16 Candles, yeah. So 16 Candles is gonna be our movie for next week. You can watch that on Hulu. <gasps> Thank you, everyone, for listening. As always, you can check out our website at www.keystonefilmreview.com. On Instagram, we are Keystone underscore film underscore review. Twitter, Keystone underscore film. Facebook, Keystone Film Review. YouTube, Keystone Film Review. TikTok, Keystone Film Review. And on Letterboxd, I'm Mike KFR. One breath. That was very impressive. I'm proud. And I am Glenn KFR. And that will do it until next week when we make a wish. Oh. And that's the only thing. I, that's a joke from Family Guy where they reference it and someone says make a wish and then like hits her into the cake or something. <laughs> I don't remember. That's the only reference to 16 Candles yeah. that I, I have in my brain at all. Well, you, you did good. <laughs> yeah. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye.